0: The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about
1: you, Cowboys? Yes! Go Cowboys.
0: This is Girls Talk Boys Talk. Presented by Jigsaw Dating, preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. And broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star. Now your hosts, Jess Navarez, Aisha Morrison. Kelsey Charles and Haley Sutton. It has
2: been too long since we heard that theme song welcome into the first edition of the 2023 season of girls talk boys talk presented by jigsaw the preferred dating partner of the dallas cowboys haley sutton jess navarez christy stales so excited to be here on this first episode of girls talk boys talk live from beautiful oxnard california uh ladies this is so exciting this is my first training camp this is just your first training camp
3: uh christy though Thirty one years with this Dallas. Thirty wow. one on the road, thirty-three over the overall, the first couple back in the studio working things behind the scenes, but seventeenth time here in Oxnard wow. and it never gets dull. And on the sideline yesterday during the first practice, Stephen Jones was uh, talking with some folks. And so I walked up and said, I just want to make sure that we're in the middle of a multi year deal and we're still. So he's <laughs> like, 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 oh, yeah, we got more years. It's like, okay. That's the most
2: important thing. <laughs> I mean, that is just incredible. Um, and also, too, before we move any further, I want to congratulate you, Jess. You picked up an Thank incredible you. job. She's now the Dallas Cowboys beat reporter for Pro Football Network. An awesome jump for you, a testament to your hard work. So I'm so you. excited to see what you'll do on that platform. What are you looking forward to at camp this week?
4: Oh, man. You know, I think what's interesting for me is I have come to training camp in years past as a fan so to get to have that moment of you know me being in the stands watching the media work on the sideline and saying that's going to be me one day to have that all really come to fruition and get the opportunity to take it and run with it is something that I'm really excited for overall just you know getting my feet on the ground experiencing it as our first camp has (laughs) been really cool together and then of course learning from Christy we were talking for a long time yesterday I got to meet some of Christy's family. which was really fun as well so just being around here it's such a blessing and i'm so excited i know i'm mostly excited for this weather because the fact that we're
2: out here not sunburn
4: not excited about that
2: that wasn't fun but at least you're not sweating
4: at least you're not sweating true
2: (laughs) True. girls don't sweat we glow we sparkle there you go Uh, let's get into some of the headlines from yesterday the cowboys held their first practice of the 2023 season uh and almost immediately we saw some moving and shaking donovan wilson had had to be helped off of the field. Israel Mukwamu also left uh, with an injury. Came back to practice in, in street clothes. Uh, but right off the top, Donovan Wilson coming off of just freshly signing that new contract. Uh, Christy, I'll, I'll default to you first on this. Uh, when you think about what Dono has meant to that secondary, how excited people were to, to get him back here with the Cowboys. We still don't know the extent of the injury, but what kind of impact does that have?
3: Well, he's, he's the thumper. Right, and uh, also brings a, an intensity and a spirit to everything. Um, really one of the unsung heroes, in my mind, uh, of the entire defense and just perfectly suited for what Dan Quinn is trying to do. But I saw the injury actually happen, and it was it was very early uh, in practice yesterday. And what's disappointing is that the coaches and the, the league in general – it's a ramp up right there's no contact there's nothing going on and you still have these soft tissue injuries and so it was a seven on seven drill we were standing in the end zone and donovan was maybe about the 30 or 40 yard line and i just saw him move laterally to his right and he just went down and awkwardly and at first i thought maybe he had rolled his ankle Mm -hmm. but he had was obviously having trouble getting up and so he kind of hopped limped over to the sideline and and uh, uh sat down and head athletic trainer Jim Maurer was tending to him. So I didn't know at the time it was a calf, but he was carted uh, off to the locker room about five minutes later. So yeah, as you say, we'll get more clarification from Coach McCarthy later, but hopefully he's able to come back for the regular season, but the the preseason is gonna be a wash. And uh, Mukwamu with the the hamstring, that meant that um, Marquise Bell was getting a lot of first team reps at safety.
4: Yeah, definitely, and the thing about Donovan Wilson is his tackling abilities, Mm -hmm. right? So you're talking the tackle leader for the 2022 Dallas Cowboys defense with 101 tackles just in one season, which is incredible. Mm -hmm. And Mm so to you know not have that practice time in preseason and even just in training camp right now is going to be a little rough, and what you're going to see maybe is a later progression from Donovan Wilson. But again, we don't know for sure yet the extent of what's going on. As for Marquis Bell, I was very impressed with him. I was looking at my notes and um, I was taking notes right after that had happened and he was getting on it. He looked fast, mm-hmm. he looked shifty. So uh, a good way for him to step up and really take that year to jump uh, for himself and really when your number is called, you gotta be ready to go.
2: I am so excited for Marquis Bell. So I actually um, a little bit of pub, you guys know I love to plug my stories here. I actually um, over the summer had an opportunity to get to know Isaiah Land a little bit better and talk about about you know, him coming from Florida a and and kind of playing with that chip on his shoulder. Well, no one else on this roster is a better representation of that than Marquise Bell. Exactly. Same situation, yeah. came from FAMU, had a lot of expectations, had some injuries last year. So I'm super excited for him to be able to, like you said, Jess, when his number is called, step up and be available, especially when, as of this moment, we don't know the extent of what Donovan Wilson's injury or Israel McQuamo's status is going to be. So uh, definitely a guy to keep our eye on. Um, On the other side of the ball, though, another one of the position battles that we are monitoring is that wide receiver four spot. And I loved that when we got off of the bus when we landed um, or we got here to Oxnard, one of the first players we were able to speak to was Michael Gallup. And he spoke about how last year was tough for him mentally. He knew that his knee was just fine, but at the end of the day, it was the mental hurdle that he was trying to get over. We saw him out at practice yesterday. He had some great catches. He looks great. But then, when you go to that next tier of whose name is going to be called up next, the obvious battle is Jalen Tolbert and Simi Fahoko. What did you guys see out of those two guys, and maybe a surprise player as well who could compete for time there?
3: Well, that, uh, Simi had one bounce off, and uh, that was uh, picked. That was the Eric Scott interception, I believe, that yeah. uh, went off of of uh, Simi. So not a highlight for Simi, but. Uh, Special teams are going to be a real key for him. And I want to mention Dennis Houston Mm -hmm, in here as well because he was, like Marquise Bell last year, and Isaiah Land, to your point earlier, an undrafted free agent. You know, these guys that no one's heard of. But Dennis Houston was actually the starter last year at the regular season because uh, Gallup was injured. But, um, yeah, And I know we're focusing on the young guys, but what really stood out to me was how quick Brandon Cooks really is. Oh my gosh, he's so quick. I tweeted a video, and this
2: is no shade to Stephon Gilmore, because honestly, he's one of my favorite guys in this locker room. But watching Brandon Cooks in real time just absolutely torch that little sidestep and move down. And this is when, first true practice, I'm like... Holy yeah. Cow. That's yeah. him not even at
4: full speed. That's I mean, what's was... crazy about it. And no, for me, I think uh, when you're talking about Jalen Tolbert, he's a yeah. guy that has been very open about his his struggles with learning the sure. playbook last season. And I appreciate that out of him. That that humble mentality of saying, hey, look, this is where I needed to correct my mistakes in, you know, the offseason. Here's what I've done this last year to make sure that when my number is called, I'm ready to go. You can see that Jalen Tolbert is hungry. He has just this, this attitude right so, now. You right can you can just see it, and he was fast yesterday. He looked great. Um, and another guy in that running that wasn't here because congratulations to Cavonte Turpin right. for welcoming his baby. Um, but Cavonte Turpin's another guy that I'm really excited to see eventually when he returns uh, to camp. But family time first because Absolutely. that little nice. blessing uh, is girl. here now. Yeah. And so somebody else I wanted to mention. But as for Semi, I have no doubt that he's going to bounce back oh, yeah, and have a great sure. day uh, today. A great rest. Of his camp, he's somebody that I got to talk to in the off season, and it was really interesting to talk to him about uh, specifically how he's training. And you know, it's really cool to learn is that some of these guys use pickleball as a way to train for their off season. That's and so, great. Pickleball's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's and good so hand-eye coordination. Yeah. He had said that you know when he was having that matchup with Micah in the off season, uh, that him and Dak had talked about you know the correlation in training for football and pickleball. It's actually helped a lot of these guys That's out. So stuff. I'm excited to see what pickleball has done. For semi-fihoga. Yeah,
3: and Dak Prescott uh, is an investor in a pickleball yeah. team. So we're yep. seeing some crossover there. Uh, I'd like to, one more point though at wide receiver, because Jess, you were talking about Jalen Tolbert and learning the playbook last year, and there was so much thrown at him, learning multiple receiver positions. Uh, I thought it was interesting yesterday uh, when Mike McCarthy in the press conference talking about Michael Gallup in particular was saying that, uh, you know, using him as more than the X. And so we're not going to see a lot in preseason. They're not going to show their hands too much, even in the the practices here at camp, just because you don't want to show anything to your upcoming opponents. But uh, with McCarthy Uh, call in the plays and with some of the nuances that they're doing with the uh, offense this year and how they're going to deploy the wide receiving core, particularly Gallup. I'm I'm very excited to to learn what's going to happen.
2: Yeah, I just think that the off, we just talked about this on uh, our upcoming episode of Special Edition, the off season player acquisition that this team has done this year Uh, and Christy um, I know we talked about this previously where we kind of see you know what the Cowboys were going to look like based on their offseason and I think all the players they've added Brandon Cooks uh, some of these other guys have really uh, made an impact I was actually impressed with uh, Jalen Marino Cropper another guy Uh, Uh I, I got a couple. Uh, touchdowns of him so uh, it's definitely going to be an interesting uh, battle to keep up with going forward and there's a couple other position battles as well that we're going to talk about where we're going to go ahead and take our first break here on girls talk boys talk when we come back we'll talk running backs and we'll also talk about where Zach Martin is this is girls talk boys talk presented by Jigsaw
0: 6266 that's 844 326 6266 or go to mybariatricsolutions.com
1: We know that juicy cheesy grilled to perfection burger sounds amazing but it does sound like something is missing Pepsi baby the yin to this burger's yang burgers and Pepsi go together like well, like burgers and pepsi this perfect blending of flavors makes every bite of lettuce every sesame seed on the bun and every sip of that crisp refreshing ice cold cola a journey to foodopia burgers better with pepsi that's what i like
0: <sighs> hi i'm danny mccray dallas cowboys alumni player here with smoothie king and smoothie king wants to ask you What's that sound? That's the sound of you and everyone else absolutely loving new smoothie bowls from Smoothie King. And
3: woo, me too. These smoothie bowls start with acai and Pattaya and are handcrafted with fresh toppings like sliced bananas, sweet berries, crunchy purely Elizabeth granola, and a savory peanut butter drizzle. New smoothie bowls, only at Smoothie King, the official smoothie of the Dallas Cowboys.
2: Welcome back to Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Haley Sutton, Jess Navarrez, Christy Scales here with you. We're going to dive into some more of these positions, but first...
4: Let's go to Jess. Well, come and get a free workout in during the summer sweat sessions at the Star, powered pers- powered by the Dallas Cowboys Fit. Come out for a cardio dance party on Wednesday, August second, from six to seven p.m. outside of the Tostitos Championship Plaza. Visit thestardistrict.com/events for more information. Summer sweat
3: sesh dance I've party. <laughs> Let's go. I've <laughs>
2: seen them doing those out there, and as we know, out back in Texas, it's. It, it's, so very it's a great hard. way this sweat it is.
3: session is like walking on into your driveway <laughs> exactly. or going to your mailbox you or taking do your dog on that. a walk yeah. but maybe it uh, makes it a little more fun to dance absolutely a bit, if you're you gonna know? sweat you might as well <laughs> might as well have fun with
1: it exactly
2: right? <laughs> okay ladies let's get to the elephant in the room that has been kind of awkward this week uh Zach Martin is not currently here at camp. He is holding out for some contract situation. Christy, I want to go to you first because um, help us understand where the issue lies here with Zach Martin and his contract and really why he's not here.
3: Well, he's seven to eight million dollars less in base salary than uh, comparable guards, uh, Lindstrom being uh, highest paid there. For Atlanta, and by the way, uh, Chris Lindstrom's brother is one of uh, uh, (laughs) is Alec is one of uh, Zach's teammates here. So when Zach signed his contract, it was tops, and now it's a little bit outdated. So uh, certainly can't blame him for uh, wanting to be compensated among the top guards in the league instead of top third. So totally understand that, but also understand the Cowboys' perspective. Uh, from a player personnel and from cap management, of a deal's a deal. So basically, uh, for Zach Martin, it's worth fifty thousand dollar a day fine to make his point. And mm-hmm. I see a resolution. Com- I, I don't have inside knowledge that it's going to yeah. be this day or anything. <laughs> yeah. But Zach Martin is the last Dallas Cowboy I would ever be worried about. Now, is it important that he's with his teammates? Does he? You know, do you want to be here so that you can get some continuity along the line and and all of that? But the good news is Terrence Steele is back, yes. and the good news is while Zach is gone, you have guys like Josh Ball, and we'll talk more about him in a minute, um, having an opportunity to um, get some first-team reps. So so it just means with Zach's absence that some of the younger guys are getting important reps with first-team, second-team that they wouldn't get otherwise if Zach were here.
4: The thing about this entire thing with Zach is that it's fair of him to want that contract. He is one of the best, if not the best, guard in this league. So for Zach to, you know, not be here, it does feel weird. It looks weird when he's not in that lineup, that's for sure. It it Mm -hmm. looks like something's missing, but when you're talking about one of the two staples – really in your offensive line because of the versatility and kind of the switching and, and moving around of this offensive line. It's your center, obviously with Tyler Biotish and then Zach Martin, he has been your staple centerpiece of this offense. So yeah, I think, I would be a little more worried if the Dallas Cowboys haven't emphasized, you know, the versatility within right. the offensive line if he wasn't here. But because they've already done so many different combinations with this offensive line, they're they're kind of ready for whatever combination comes first. I know I talked to Tyler Biotish about this a lot, and I say, hey, you know, is there continuity within versatility? Because it's just those two don't seem to mesh together, right? <laughs> but he said, mm-hmm. no, it actually makes me feel more well-prepared because – I know what the guy next to me is going to do at all times, no matter who it is, right? And so, um, again, this is just another practice rep. I think of how they're taking it without Zach Martin uh, for those younger guys to step in there. But regardless... It is weird without Zach.
3: Yeah, and, and uh, Haley, just we saw during uh, OTAs and minicamp that Josh Ball, who this is his third year, his rookie year a couple seasons ago, was a wash because of an injury, but comes in as a tackle. Mm-hmm. But this offseason uh, in OTAs and minicamp, he was getting work at right guard, second team right guard behind Martin. So the way that it worked yesterday, the first practice here at training camp, was Josh Ball took first team, Reps at right guard between Tyler Biotish and Terrence Steele. And then when second team came out, then Josh Ball moved over to mm-hmm. the right and was backup right tackle behind uh, Terrence Steele. Last year, Ball played in 13 games, mostly special teams. The most were, he only played 41 offensive snaps. And the majority of that was in the game in December against Houston when he filled in for. Uh, Terrence Steele, that was mm-hmm. the game, of course, where Terrence uh, hurt his knee. So um, talking to Josh yesterday, it's like, hey, I've been doing it all season, so I feel comfortable, and mainly it's just coming out here, getting your timing uh, down, and he felt like the communication was was good, but he said that was a carryover from what had been happening uh, in the offseason, so we felt good about that.
2: So much of what training camp has looked like so far, and this is probably a trend that has – been happening in the past, but it's all about these guys taking advantage of their opportunities. Right. And so I think for Josh Ball, um, it's hard because you you have mentioned like the first year didn't work out with him with an injury, limited snaps, all of that stuff. But the best part about this is that this is a new season and we can have a different perspective on some of these players. Yep. Um, I love that you brought up Terrence Steele as yeah. well, because um, I've been wanting to talk about Terrence Steele and how excited <laughs> I am for him to come back. And I want to explain For those of you who don't understand, he had an ACL and an MCL tear against that Houston team in December,
0: Mm
3: -hmm.
2: and he's already back. Incredible! I mean, for that, and and when you think too, like this is not a wide receiver or you know even a running back. This is an offensive lineman who worked his butt off. I mean, from our office, we watched him out there on the field every day working to get back. And then on top of that, when we landed, the first person who was out on this field on Monday when we got here was Terrence Steele and he was just jogging, doing some light movements, but uh, just getting his body loose. It's incredible to see what he's done. So I didn't want us to continue without saying how incredible this recovery has been for Terrence Steele.
3: Yeah. And and, uh, one other thing about uh, the offensive line is that with the new position coach, Mike Solari, um, he comes in, obviously it's a fresh perspective, you know, and so uh, even though he's been around the league forever. And uh, last time he was at Cowboys training camp, it was in Thousand Oaks as a member of Tom Landry's staff. So Solari's been around a long time in the league. But I was talking with Josh Ball about this yesterday, and then like with Biotish and some of the other uh, linemen, Tyler Smith, back during OTAs. When you have a new position coach from a player's perspective, is it is it good that that they don't have – the coach doesn't have a preconceived notion about you that you can you know it's just kind of like a fresh slate or is it better to have you know a guy who's been in your corner that you've been with for a year or two or three or more and and so um uh of course when you have a new coach no one's gonna say oh I'd rather have the old coach (laughs) but but they said no the point is that Solari has been watching so much film of them going back so long that they feel like he knows exactly what they can do, but yet it is the clean slate part of it that they get to show, you know, with the hard work and, and putting in the study time. And the main thing is just knowing your keys and knowing your assignments What once uh, you're out here. But Solari is one of several new position coaches, and, and one thing, when you've been coming to camp for many years or Who's standing on the sideline during preseason <laughs> games for a long time, no, it's fun to see the dynamics yeah, because yeah. every year is different, and it's not just – the players with rookies coming in and or a guy like a like a digs or tony uh tony pollard even terrence Steele now going from the young pup to the middle-aged or older guy in the room that the young guys are looking to but to see that interaction between especially the coaches new to the staff and even the the veteran players that dynamic that's what's really fun to watch
4: and it was it was cool talking to tyler Biotish too he's he's a guy that he doesn't seem very outgoing. And then as, as he opens up and breaks out of his shell, he's really fun to talk to and he gives you a lot of really good insight and information. And so something that um, I had talked to him about was his off season. What did you guys do? How, how's it going? And he said that this off season was really a time for everybody to make that connection with each other, which Mm -hmm. I don't think is very different from any other off season, but for me, it's just been noticeable in all aspects of this team, right? So we saw the, the, pictures populating or circulating of Dak Prescott and the wide receiver group and the tight ends. But also like the offensive line guys have been bonding and spending Mm -hmm. their time together as well too. And I mean all of this team has taken their time. I'm talking their off time, their one time of the year that they really don't have to be around football to get closer with each other so that way as we know like when you have chemistry in whatever aspect you're doing it just makes things better so very much so for this podcast we're all friends outside of this podcast and i think that reflects same thing with these guys they have each other's back they're going to do what they need to do for their teammate because outside of it they're friends and they've made that connection
2: Let's pivot to the running back position because I love that you talked about Tony Pollard in there. Um, Obviously, it's exciting to see that he's been fully cleared and, you know, really stepping in and owning that wide wide receiver, the running back one position. Uh, We had a chance to speak to him after practice yesterday. Uh, He was much more chatty than he normally (laughs) is. I think with Tony and Zeke last year, the dynamic was Zeke was the personality and Tony was kind of the quiet guy. But, even in that first media scrum that we had with him after practice, you could tell that he's trying. He said, I want to be a more vocal leader. I want to be the guy that these younger guys uh, can look into. And it's always crazy to me with Tony Pollard because I still, even though like his production and all of that doesn't reflect this, but every time I see him, I'm like, oh, Tony, he just got here. And he hasn't. He's been here for quite some time now. And so now this is the obvious next step for him to be running back one. But uh, just really, really good to see him out at practice after suffering that broken ankle against the 49ers.
3: Yeah, and cool that Zeke uh, texted everybody. Yeah, Yeah. that was great.
4: Oh, I love that. No, we, Christy and I were standing right there where we saw him getting some work on the resistance bands before uh, really everything had kicked off for practice. So that that was cool to see that, you know, again, you're talking about a guy that... You just saw what happened in his absence last year after, you know, the injury in the game against the 49ers. No, we don't (laughs) want to talk about it. But what we can talk about is his resilience to come back to this team. And somehow, some way, I think he looks faster. So – I don't know. It was really exciting to see him doing his lateral drills. Mm-hmm. That was something that I made sure I wanted to stand right there and watch close up how good he was looking. And again, fast. He looks great. He's moving great. It's very fluid with his movement. So I'm just really excited for Tony Pollard to come into this season You know, knowing you are that guy. And you are that yeah. guy for those younger guys in the room because that's a very young room. Yeah. And they're very impressionable. And you can see uh, something that i like to notice is You know, you had Deuce Vaughn, Malik Davis, Rico Dowdle, uh, Hunter Lipke that was just watching everything Tony Pollard was doing. They study him and he is leading by example. So maybe he's not the most vocal guy, but standing right there on that sideline, I can tell you they were studying how he was doing things. And then they have little sidebar conversations with him after the fact. So incredible stuff. And I'm really excited for him.
3: Yeah. And. I, I'm having fun watching Deuce Vaughn because yep. I didn't know oh, that yeah. I didn't know that you could be five foot three and Mighty play Mouse. in the NFL. Mighty no, Mouse. he's not five three. He's listed at five six, but that's <laughs> again that's in high heels standing on a speed bump. But five foot six.
0: No, uh, he is he is
3: going to be. Uh, he's he's already a darling of the fans and just yes. such yes. a great story and such a great career at Kansas State and just a dynamic player. But I can't wait until Saturday when it's the really big crowd here and it's the opening ceremonies. Yeah. And I just I just think that Vaughn is going to be like Cavante Turpin last year, that once we get to preseason and they get all the, the action, because you're resting the, the starters, uh, he, he's just going to be the darling of camp and preseason.
2: You know, my favorite thing about Deuce Vaughn is that he doesn't take any of this – you know, to heart the yeah. I'm too small, I'm too this, I'm too that. Like he just gets out there and he plays ball with a chip on his shoulder. Uh, and I think he's going to surprise a lot of people. So yeah. I love that. You yeah, but that he's, he's
3: relatable, yes. you know, because we yeah. all look out there and say, "Man, you know, yeah. could do." But um, you know, I, I think the the way that you say with that kind of as being able to handle it, you know, having your dad in the mm-hmm. nfl mm-hmm. and being around it i i think that that's very helpful it's just like some of these young guys that that come into the league and they're from larger uh programs college programs where there's a lot of media or a lot of expectation or a big fan base or 40 50 thousand people showing up for a spring game you know i think that that sometimes uh those guys come in better prepared now It's up to the person individually, Mm -hmm. you know, their headspace and and their attitude. But I think some of these bigger programs or having coming up, maybe a family member in the league, you're just exposed to it. So it just kind of gives you a a leg up on what to expect.
2: Exciting stuff. Yeah, I'm going to get you to that. we got to go to break. Uh, We'll get back to it. When we come back, uh, we'll wrap things up here on our first episode of Girls Talk, Boys Talk, and uh, we'll talk about who we're most excited to see out here. This is Girls Talk, Boys Talk presented by Jigsaw.
0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC.
2: Welcome back to our final few minutes here on Girls Talk, Boys Talk, presented by Jigsaw, the preferred dating partner of the Dallas Cowboys. Jess Navarrez Christy Scales with you. Jess has a read for
4: us. All right. Well, the schedule is set and limited tickets for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys season at AT&T Stadium are available now. Don't miss your chance to see your Cowboys live at AT&T Stadium, where they host the NFC East rival Eagles, Giants, Commanders, plus the Jets, Patriots, Rams, Seahawks, and the Lions. Visit DallasCowboys.com slash tickets or SeatGeek.com, the official ticketing provider of AT&T Stadium tickets fan get this on it is get on you. it <laughs> don't allow those Eagles fans to get into at and Stadium guys get on it right now right now you're not doing anything you're watching this get on it all right we got a few minutes here I did want to start the block off by
2: uh because we touched on it briefly Trayvon Diggs though did get signed to an extension so we're excited to see him around for the next five years it's a party Uh, in Dallas it's a great contract as well uh five years 97 million up to 100 million though in incentives so congratulations to Trayvon Diggs on that and congratulations to this defense on getting to have him stick around but Last few minutes here, Uh, we've talked a lot about some of these position battles. Uh, I want to know who you guys are most looking forward to seeing or what you're most looking forward to here in this 2023 training camp.
3: Uh, My position is the same as it was exactly a year ago. I want to see if we can kick a field goal. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) I don't care if it's Viscaino. I don't care if it's Aubrey. I don't care. Haley is Haley is a soccer player, just like brandon Aubrey. So if, if if we're if we're doing five foot three running backs, if we're doing soccer players for kickers, you know, I say um, yeah, here, I sit I can down be with That's Abby. it. You know, I'll Haley sit down with kicker. the Joneses. We'll work we're out done. the contract
2: we're situation. But I'm not opposed to that. But what, I mean, I don't but, need I don't need 97 million to make it on
3: the roster. She'll do it for 96 million. <laughs>
4: But don't but, be too much of a diva, but, but Haley. But seriously, oh I,
3: I think I think <laughs> it's obviously an open competition between Tristan Vizcaino and yeah. Brandon Aubrey, but. Oh, my gosh. This is like last year coming in where you had the rookie Jonathan Garibay and then the, uh, Liram Hirulahu, mm-hmm. and a couple weeks into camp they end up signing Brett Maher. That's not going to happen this year because Maher has signed with uh, Denver as of last week. But I, I, I think that's the number one question of camp is yeah. is what are we going to do because the NFL the games are so razor-thin close mm-hmm. that every point counts. And the thing about Maher is from 50-plus – Money. It's like money. So if you got to the 35 or the 38-yard line, the, you know, even the 40, yeah. that that was three points. So yeah. um, I, I, I'm worried about kicking.
4: And as a safety blanket, too, to piggyback off of that, is Maher was your – Top scorer on your team last year with, I believe it was 137 points. So, uh, again, you need a kicker, and Christy, you stole mine. You already knew where my heart <laughs> was with that. So, I'm gonna go tight end room because yeah. that tight end one spot is wide open for grabs. Although I think Jake Ferguson has a bit of an advantage of this one. He looked great yesterday. He looked fast and he looked fresh. So, yeah. I'm excited to see this younger group really mold and to see how those four horsemen come together. Uh, Sean McCune had a good day yesterday. He, he was somebody that I was yes. impressed with. So again, you never count these guys out. Um, I'm excited to see, you know, more of them. But more than anything, I'm excited to see what the start of their line looks like because they're young. And they have years to come, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the tight end room. I piggybacked off of a conversation with Kyle that he was having
2: with Jake Ferguson after practice yesterday because the first thing that I noticed about Jake, number one, his leg sleeve is healed beautifully. Yeah, it looks uh, great. So love that tat. Uh, but also, <laughs> I noticed as well, he just he looks different. You know, he looked yeah. a little bit bigger, but also a little smaller, if that makes sense. And so. Pat, um, not Patrick, but Kyle was having a conversation with him afterwards and I caught the tail end of it. And he was saying how he had to change his diet completely. He said he had to have a mm-hmm. conversation with his mom because back home, you know, his mom, Ollie, she wants, we know how moms are. They sure. want to yep. cook for you. Yep. Uh, he said seven layer dip is a staple in his house. Yum. And uh, he had to step back from the seven layer dip. And, and you can tell he's trimmed off yeah. a lot of that, what he described as baby fat. So um, mama
4: Ferguson can share that seven layer dip with she us can over here. She give it here. to us
2: instead of to Jake. Just saying. I am most, most excited about this rookie class and um, I love the rookies because they are impressionable as you mentioned. And this is the time to me where you get to really see who they are. Mm -hmm. And I kind of latch on to them because, you know, I'm one of the first people who really gets to meet them. I was there when we picked up Mozzie Smith from the airport. Um, We just drove down to ARP, Texas, to shoot a feature piece with DeMarvian Overshown. Um, And I've done some good stuff with Viliami Fajoko. So a lot of these younger guys um i love getting to talk to them i love getting to see where they end up where they put their energy into so you saw it yesterday, Eric Scott, right place, right Ooh. time with that interception, but yep. he made the play. He exactly. made the play when it mattered most and so I love seeing those little moments with those rookies. And in
4: case you're wondering, I did talk to Mozzie Smith in the offseason. I said, Mozzie, what are you looking forward to the most at camp? And he looked me dead in the eye and he said, hitting somebody. Hitting somebody. <laughs> and so yep. I said, alright, Mozzie, you do what you gotta do, man. <laughs> they are Glad it's not me. <laughs> they've got great personalities
2: and I think yep. to Mike McCarthy's point in the press conferences that both of them that he's had, the emphasis has been on bridging the gap between yep. veterans and younger guys because a lot of this team is going to be younger guys this year so i'm excited to see what some of these rookies and the second year guys are going to do uh, we got another practice coming up later today we'll hear from mike mccarthy in about two hours or so so we'll have more information but that's going to do it for our episode first episode of girls talk boys talk here from oxnard california We will have Aisha Morrison back on the show. We have not forgot about our X's and O's, girl. She is with us. She's just not with us here at camp. So we're so excited to get her back in the mix. But for Christy Scales, Jess Navarez, I'm Haley Sutton. We will see you next time on Girls Talk, Boys Talk.
0: This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
1: about this, Cowboys?